BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Show podcast, the daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Oh, I cannot figure out what I like. What I like more, the blue of the uh, uh, Detroit Lions hoodie or the red of the Red Wings? It just pops. Yes, indeed. You can tell. That Eric is uh, wearing all of his uh, his new his new work attire that he got for Christmas. You know, you're doing something right when your work attire consists of hoodies and uh, and, and and winter caps. Here's here's the winter hat. Uh, yesterday, all blue with the blue hat. Today, all red with the red hat and the red hoodie. I just my God. Holy cow. Thank you so much for being here. Now, uh, I need to get this out of the way early. Uh, Dear Meathead, any questions for dad on Dear Meathead? I think I've got one. Uh, Eric at ericzaneshow.com. If you have a question for dad on Dear Meathead, uh, about you have questions, he has answers. And Joanne has laughter. So send those along. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. If you have a question for dad on Dear Meathead. Uh, Make sure you put subject line Dear Meathead on that. It's easier to uh, filter them out that way. And uh, when I uh, get them ready to go. If I don't get to yours, my apologies. We only have so much time with the man. But uh, always a good time. In fact, I am uh, beyond excited because Sunday is we drive to see my dad and Joanne. And there's nothing I love more than to cook for the man. Okay? So, oh, my God. Uh, We're going to, frankly, if you put crackers in front of the guy, he'll be thankful. But. What we're going to do is a leg of lamb. I'm going to try not to think about what goes into actually getting, making the leg of lamb available. The whole idea of how we get our food is just, you know, food's great when you can have a process like taking animals and turning them into food. And most of society is like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Can you imagine if there were laws in place Similar to like, you know how like smoking on cigarettes 
They'll tell you how terrible smoking is for you. Hell, in some countries, they show you like uh, uh, on the package. They have like pictures of like someone's blackened lungs on the package. And that doesn't deter anybody from smoking. Can you imagine if they did that with our food sources so that uh, there was a video when you're at the butcher as you're saying, yes, I'll take the uh, leg of lamb or the lamb chops. There's actual video of what it takes to turn the lamb into food. Oh, my God. There'd be a rebellion. It's just ridiculous to even think about. I cannot believe that even crossed my mind. But uh, yeah, so again, trying not to think about what it takes to actually make the food food. Uh, you see, that's that's interesting. Kenny says, I don't have a problem with cows. Well, I have a problem with it all, but it only goes as far as my hunger. Okay, when I see any animal becoming food, I'm triggered. I don't I don't like that at all. It doesn't matter what it is, cow, chicken, uh, anything at all. And I'm getting worse when it comes to being triggered about animals. I just can't do it. Uh, if like when I watch uh, videos on the dodo, which is one of my favorite places to watch things. Okay, whenever there's a story about uh, uh, a dog or a cat that um, was neglected and then uh, it, it's this is the story of how it was like skinny and about to die and it's big turnaround as it finds its forever home. So it always ends in a happy ending. I can't even watch those knowing they end happily uh, because I'm seeing that the beginning of the of the piece with the animal you know, struggling. I, I just can't do it. There's two things I've, I'm finding as I age that I cannot be part of. Uh, that is um, those types of things right there. And when I'm watching like a drama or something like that and someone's suffering. Okay, I watched the film All Quiet on the Western Front. I told you about that last week. Which uh, you guys... Explain to me that uh, that film was a foreign language film and they put the uh, English speaking parts overdubbed. And uh, Nick said, I didn't know that that film was overdubbed until halfway through it. Well, I can one up you. I didn't know it was overdubbed until you said it. And uh, then I, I, I still went and watched it uh, more of it. Cause I still had about a half an hour of it to watch. And I, I, I was like, wait a minute, is he right? And you, you are, you are right. How the fuck can you have a movie where they're not even speaking English and you don't know it. And the lips are moving in the voices. Okay. Lips aren't moving. You hear voice. It's, it's weird. I don't know how I didn't know that. How did I not pick up on that? What an asshole I am. There's a scene in the movie when uh, the one dude, spoiler alert, he's about to get shot by some fucking French guy. And uh, he ends up uh, going hand-to-hand combat and stabs the guy a bunch of times, but the guy's not dead. And so the British or the German dude 
grabs handfuls of dirt and shoves it in the guy's mouth and tries suffocating him, but the guy still doesn't die. And then the German dude starts to feel bad. So he digs the dirt out of his mouth and tries to save him, but he's not going to, he ends up dying, but it takes forever for the fucker to die. That whole scene. Oh fuck. I started to watch that. And then I'm 15. I'm crushing the 15 seconds. I can't watch it. I can't do it. No. Uh-uh. Holy shit. And it's, it's getting worse. So if there's any, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, so we've pinpointed on this show, those two things. The other thing that uh, puts me over the edge is as saw seen yesterday on the Patreon, Bruce licking his paws. Bruce was in here licking his paws during the Patreon and it messed me up so bad. I had to end the Patreon. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I am developing all sorts of mental disorders. I am um, just becoming an absolute mess. I'm turning into the sh- a shell of what I once was. My God, uh, back in the day, if something bothered me, I'd just scream at it. Or, I don't know, hit it. In a lot of cases, I still do that. I think I'm just adding to my repertoire. Yesterday was run workout day. Okay, the plan was seven miles on Saturday? Yeah. No. Sunday, Christmas. Eight miles Tuesday. Got it done. Yesterday, eight miles. It's remarkable how... Uh, if I, if I, um, how slow I am and how little it takes me to become exhausted. All right. This race that I'm going to be doing at Disney, for the Disney half marathon, I think it's January 7th. Now I am not prepared for this. So the goal is just finish it. Now you'd be surprised what you can do if you just slug it out and make it through it and that's kind of where i'm at so the plan is just to get it done first of all slow really slow uh walk every so often and take pictures with disney characters um i know for some of you you might be like god that doesn't sound slow but it is slow uh i i'm looking at in the network area of about 11 minutes a mile now that is slow but it's not as slow as i was when (laughs) when i raced mike ball for not the most recent grand rapids half marathon but the one before that the one where oh yeah i'm gonna kick your ass and then i had to like limp my way to the finish line holy shit i i can promise you i will still be faster than that but yesterday was workout day and uh okay so now this is like the crash course as we as the so-called rubber meets the road getting ready for this i you know what um i am i've got to i've got to turn this around um it's really really important that i keep at this after this marathon ends because i still want to race mike ball coming up in october i really do Today is a big day 
And uh, I tell you what, a little bit of fear crept across my heart yesterday because I found out that today was going to happen. And you're like, what the hell are you talking about? But uh, you may remember that uh, not long ago, the NFK, my brother-in-law and I, uh, sat down in front of a liver doctor. I think uh, endocrinologist. And uh, they um, they said, okay, this lady, this doctor, whatever name is, I forget. She says, look, you've got cirrhosis. No more alcohol at all. And I'm like, what? And he goes, what? And they go, and I'm like happy, you know. They said, uh, she says, once you start down the road of cirrhosis, any alcohol is going to destroy liver cells. She says, you're lucky you're in here early because you have no outward signs. Your actual liver function has not been impaired at all. Most people that I sit down in front of, you know, they're coming to me with all sorts of problems and their liver is already destroyed. And I can actually put a timeline till they're dead. Not you, though. You're lucky. It's uh, it's great that this was caught. However, you're done drinking alcohol. And he goes, even uh, N.A.? She goes, none. Nothing. No alcohol. Period. Which is remarkable how um, how quickly people forget because the NFK at Jackie's wedding realized that they had uh, non-alcoholic beer there. Well, it is there is alcohol in Odul's. And he goes, hey, I'm thinking about getting one of those. And I go, yeah, I, I we just, no, I don't think that's a good idea at all. I mean, uh, I, I'm not in the business of telling doctors how to do their job and... Uh, no, no, you can't have any fucking alcohol, you dumbass. Um, so he's fucking lucky. But the doc ordered an ultrasound. She wants to get a closer look at the uh, at the liver, and she also ordered a endo, um, an endoscopy and a colonoscopy. So they literally go in your butthole and your mouth at the same time. It's like DP. You're like uh, a fucking uh, Showtime rotisserie chicken. Okay. Oh, my God. And uh, they're going to go down, take a look at his esophagus and his his stomach, because I guess in the past he had had an ulcer. So they are really, really going to go and get a good look at this man's digestive system. And again, this is all part of, of, uh, of bringing him back to life. This is what happens. Kenny says in Eiffel Tower, this is what happens to people when they let themselves go. So now we're, we're going on two and a half years, okay, of doctor's visits. And um, so much has happened. He's had his neck rebuilt. Um, he has a, uh, plenty of visits to his regular doctor, plenty of visits to the dentist. We have to have the meeting with the dentist very soon where it's actually in the office. 
typically you can just meet in the chair and they say, all right, yeah, I'm going to, uh, it uh, looks like you need a root canal, unfortunately, or okay. Uh, you got a little decay here. I'm going to put a filling in. No, no, no. We have to have the meeting with the leather bound books, um, behind the dentist. Okay. And, uh, to formulate a plan. Like he actually has to write down a plan of action to get the teeth repaired. And I'm like, Hey, this is what, this is what happens to people when they let themselves go. This is why you go to the doctor. This is why you take care of your mouth. This is why you go to the dentist. I will say this. Um, today was a good day because he's prepared. Uh, he's preparing, um, his food and the food was actually in the actual sink when he was putting the salt on it. And I'm like, fuck yes. I saw him doing it. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that means he hasn't forgotten. And that makes me happy because he so violently puts the salt and pepper on the food that the, the shit goes flying everywhere on top of my stove. And then I have to clean it. And it all boils down to what I have to clean. It's like, dude, Okay, if you're not going to clean up after yourself, at least can you at least just prepare the food in a way that when it makes a mess, it's in an area of the home that I don't care. The sink. You have two choices. Put your food in the sink or the toilet. You pick and then salt it. And then when I went into the bathroom, I could smell that he had, you could still smell the scent of toothpaste that had freshly been put onto the tube, put into his mouth, brushed his fucking teeth. I'm like, holy shit. He's getting it done. This is great. So the liver doctor says, I need the colon endo. And that is full sedation, not just the propofol. Full sedation on the man as they go in and get a complete look. Now, Linda said, God help that doctor. I, okay. When they get up his ass. And if they come back and say, we didn't find one polyp, this will again be another upset of nature. Okay. Because I would imagine years of hot pockets and uh, uh, frozen meals and Bob Evans sausage or uh, uh, Jimmy Dean sausage sandwiches that there's going to be a disaster in there. I'm guessing you will see whole sandwiches in his colon, untouched, stuck. At like the bend. Then the uh, ultrasound. So I, I I call I call the uh, this is fucked up because I called. They sent a note an e uh, a letter said you must schedule these two procedures. So I called the number. They said okay, two different places. This is at the liver specialist. Two different places. Two different types of scheduling. For the colon endo, that's full sedation. You got to call this number. So I call the number. And the lady uh, picks it up, and but it's a voice voicemail. And she, you can tell she's irritated. She says, thank you for calling, blah, 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 for with Dr. So-and-so. Uh, we um, please leave your name, date of birth, and phone number. Uh, there is... Uh, she indicates that they're very busy and that to not, it may take upwards of seven days for them to call back to schedule. 
which I thought was weird. And then on the on the outgoing message, she says, if you do not hear from us, please do not call and leave another message because it slows the process down. And I'm like, okay. And she sounded pissed when she said it. Okay. So, you know, she's sitting there listening to these messages and she gets pissed off because uh, someone gets annoyed and calls back. Uh, we will call you. And uh, it may take up to seven days. So seven days passes. I hear nothing. I call back the main line. I said, hey, they go call them back. I go, well, they told me not to. They're going to get mad at me. She goes, call them back. Like, What the fuck kind of operation are we running here that you can't even get someone? You sent me a letter saying to schedule him. I, I call to schedule and then they don't call me back and they give me fucking attitude. This is what? So I call back, leave another message. I get nothing. Uh, still waiting on that. Ultrasound though. Yesterday I call. And I hadn't called ultrasound. I had called for endo colon ultrasound um she says to me okay um this is yesterday she goes okay can you be in big rapids michigan at 7 30 tonight and i go no i cannot and uh i go uh, i'm in grand rapids area i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna drive a hundred miles at at night why the fuck who they work all night then she says okay i have a four in the morning and i have a 5 30 in the morning and i'm like huh which asshole says i'll take the three in the morning or i'll take the four in the morning Finally, she says, okay, December 28th, yesterday, she says, that's tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. in Grand Rapids. Now, I'm going to say yes, but I want to say no. Because the NFK requires a lot of lead up for these things. He doesn't like surprises. He has to wrap his mind around these things. And I'm well aware of that. So. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a little weird if I have to break the news to him. But I committed it. I committed to it. And I said, okay, let's do it. Hang up. Go downstairs and uh, I break the news to him. And uh, oh, by the way, there was one more piece of news that the operator gave me. And that was he has to fast. I'm like, oh, shit. I got to tell him that he has to fast. And in less than 24 hours, he has to get he has to get an ultrasound. Oh, no, I'm fucking dead. 
uh, went downstairs. I said, hey, uh, I did schedule uh, with the ultrasound for your liver. And uh, we are all set. And good news. Good news. It's happening very quickly. We can get this out of the way tomorrow. Huh? (laughs) It's like I'm talking to a kid. You know, like your mom or your dad. Whenever they wanted, uh, when there was something that they knew you hated, okay, they always like uh, talked about it to you or explained it to you in that tone. Hey, guess what? Guess what? You got to get a tooth pulled. We're going to get get rid of you. Oh, fuck. You're like, oh, no, fucking shit. No way. So I, I break the news to him and he's looking at me like, what? This is the worst news that I could possibly get. This is so horrible. He doesn't say anything though, and I go, uh, "So yeah, what can you get that? Oh, um, and they uh, they want you to fast. Yeah, you can't eat uh, uh, for eight hours prior. So we're gonna walk in there at four fifteen in the afternoon. So that means uh, you got to be done eating by eight fifteen. So eat, get up, and just pig out. Eat whatever you want. And oh." He is not having it. It's just like, I fucking hate you. Now, uh, earlier in the day, you see, he's hot and cold. Um, When, uh, like, we had the, uh, yesterday was the big shower day, and uh, that's a regular process, as we've talked about giving him a shower and then i have to uh you know some of you cringe at this but when you start to do this type of personal care you become um desensitized to the things that like what i'm about to tell you you're gonna be like oh my god i cannot believe you do that but once you gut it out and do it once or twice it's not a big deal you're you you become completely immune to the oddness of it so yes i'm i'm holding his foot and using uh that fucking sanding pad it's actually like a cheese grater on the on his foot to make sure that his callus is is gone and uh i am so proud of his feet oh my god because I bought this Mac Daddy fucking uh, foot shaver. Uh, you use the grinding thing on his heel and the pad just below the toes. And you, in that really, you do it over the garbage can because it's like Parmesan cheese. It is just falling off like snow. And I'm like... <laughs> And then you flip it over and it's got that stone and that takes more off, but not, well, it takes not as much off, but it's smooth. It's a smoothing stone. And then on the opposite end is another smoothing stone. So it's kind of like you're uh, changing the grit of the sandpaper, like when you're doing woodworking. So, and then the fourth, so there's two, uh, two ends and on either side, there's a different texture. And then the fourth and final texture is a brush. And then you, you, uh, it's a stiff bristled brush and you really, really got to take all of that diseased, dried, 
uh, uh, a foot shaven fungus, and then um, and then it's gone. And then you got to put like the special cream on the bottom of his foot to soften it with a sock over it so that, you know, it just absorbs into the skin and keeps it callus free. It's very, very important. Um, so, you know, that that's part of uh, it's part of the job here on fixing up our, our, our pal, the NFK. So uh, he got me a Carhartt jacket for Christmas, and these things are not cheap. And I needed it because my old one was had been damaged. And uh, when I do things like plow the snow, I, I like a jacket like this. Okay. It's a great, great coat. And uh, he got it for me. And so later on in the day, and I said, uh, hey, buddy, thank you again for the Carhartt for Christmas. And he goes, no, thank you for all that you do for me. Thank you. And I go, well, the pleasure is mine. So it was very, very sweet. Now that's when he's, you know, in that mood. And then there's the mood when he wants, he wants to be a pit bull and he wants to bite out my throat. When I break the news to him that he has to fast and that we have to go to the doctor. And he's like, fucking shit. Oh my God. So that is today. Wish me luck. He woke up today, like I said, and he uh, he made tuna noodle, frozen tuna noodle casserole at 7.20 a.m. Salted it in the sink. And um, he better be done eating it. Because the doc said 8.15, no food. Maureen says, what did you get Kevin for Christmas? I have no idea. I, that is not my department. Diana buys everything for everyone and then wraps it. And then when they open it, it says to Kevin from Eric and Diana. And then they go, thank you. And I go, Hey, you're welcome. I picked that out myself. I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. That's a Diana thing. Um, Ram says, I had no idea there are stones and different grits involved. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got to smooth the foot. Like if you go get a pedicure, they have a whole arsenal of these weapons of destruction that can make your foot so smooth. As you know, I love feet. Now, I am not attracted to the NFK's feet. All right. I need a cute, dainty woman's foot, preferably with dirt on it. But the NFK's foot, no. But I do take pride in repairing the foot. All right. For those of you that are listening... On uh, Twitch, you stay right there. For those who are listening and watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm about to kick you out. If you want the rest of the show, okay, it is on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Go to Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane Live. All one word. There I am. Give yourself a little username and uh, join the fun. That way you can get the show if you prefer to get the show live uninterrupted. Uh, 
and watch it as well as listen to it. There you go. Even if you don't utilize Twitch, would you please go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live and follow the page? Okay. That helps your old pal, Eric Zane. Okay. Uh, if you want more of the show uninterrupted, you must subscribe with your Amazon prime account. Please do that. Otherwise you can also download the on-demand audio podcast, wherever you download shows. And if you feel like it, correspond with me. Send me an email on the shoreliner striping inbox. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Okay, I say goodbye to you now. Have a great one if I don't see you or you don't see me and all that shit. Bye-bye. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Once again, questions for Dear Meathead, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I would love to hear from you. Nathan sends one. John sends one. Megan sends one. Uh, And Mark R. sent one. Excellent. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I always need more. Okay, for the love of God, would someone put Southwest Airlines out of business? What the fuck? Have you been following this at all? Jesus. Okay, so snowstorm takes over America over Christmas. And, uh, you know, due to inclement weather, a lot of the flights can't fly. Ah, shit. Oh, no. We got to wait till the storm passes. Okay. The storm's passed. All right. So then all of the other uh, airline, every airline's fires back up as soon as the weather clears and then the flights take off and people get to their destinations or they get to come home or whatever. You know, the world resumes. Not Southwest. No, no. Southwest is still canceling flights. Look at this. Look at this statistic. Holy shit. According to this, um, yesterday, all of the flight cancellations, 73%, were every other airline. 73% were Southwest flights. Today, 14% of all cancellations... Today being Tuesday, because that's when this story came out, were all other airlines. 86% were Southwest. Now, when the article was written, it says tomorrow. So that means today, 1.3% of all flight cancellations are other airlines. 99% are Southwest. What the fuck are you doing? There are people right now who are still in uh, airport terminals that have been there for five days, five days. Oh my God. And okay. And then I saw in the today show, there was a, um, image of, um, all the bags that got somehow got to the destination minus the passengers and, or, or whatever, maybe they pulled them off the flight. And anyway, there, there's gigantic banquet rooms filled with luggage. 
unclaimed that, oh, what a clusterfuck. Now, the, the, uh, what's going through everyone's mind is why? What the fuck is going on? Um, so I think it all stems from the start of it being the storm. But according to the article I'm looking at, it says by Monday, air travel was more or less back to normal unless you flew Southwest. Um, Tuesday, Southwest canceled 2,500 flights. The next highest Spirit Airlines with 83. (laughs) Southwest warns that it would continue canceling flights until they can get their operations back on track. How do, how would a, a business stay in business with this type of futility? The company's CEO, I think his name is Bob Jordan, who makes uh, over $3 million a year, said this has been the biggest disruption he's seen in his career. The Biden administration is investigating. I don't know what that means. Pete Buttigieg, he's the transportation secretary in the cabinet. Uh, the article goes on to say South- Southwest had a combination of bad luck and bad planning. The storm hit Chicago and Denver hard, where two of their biggest hubs are. But, I mean, whatever. Those There's other airlines at those locations, too. And then it's uh, the article says... The storm hit just as the so-called triple-demic surged across America, leaving people and their families sick with COVID, the flu, and RSV. That's bullshit, though. I, I mean, you keep... Well, well then why aren't... Why are we having not having this problem with all these other airlines? We're not. That's a bunch of bullshit. You can't blame triple-demic, war in Ukraine, the border crisis... Uh, uh, Joe being fired from free. Oh, I'm sorry. Joe resigning from free beer and hot wings. You can't blame all this shit on your flights being canceled. Uh, Southwest says it was fully staffed for the holiday weekend. Illness makes adjusting to increase system stress difficult. Many airlines still lack sufficient staff to recover when events like bad weather, um, cause delays or flight crews max out the hours they're allowed to work under federal safety uh, regulations. But the big problem is they need like an IT upgrade. They need to sit down with Blue Frost IT, I think, for a 30-minute complimentary consultation because uh, people on the inside of Southwest say it, we're, we're in the dark ages. We still have mid-90s um, infrastructure powering our system so if there's like if it's running fine it's running fine but if there's any hiccup like you know storm of the century and uh triple demic and joe resigning from free bear and hot wings then it causes all sorts of shit and an unbelievable ripple effect so that's it uh, southwest schedule includes shorter flights with tighter turnaround times which are causing some of the problems Those turnaround times bog things down. Stranded customers have been able to get through to Southwest customer service lines to rebook flights or find lost baggage. The phone system that the company uses just doesn't work. Um, There's no one there to pick up the phone. 
They're just not manned with enough manpower in order to give the scheduling changes to flight attendants. How the the fuck is it that you have to call someone in this day and age to rebook a flight? It, It should be, you should be able to do it on your fucking phone while you're in line looking at the big board telling you that your flight is canceled. We, we, we should not live in an age where you have to dial a fucking phone and talk to someone. The company's outdated scheduling software is being looked at as the main culprit. And uh, various things like that. They, they, they don't have the tools. Captain Casey Murray... The president of the Southwest Airlines Pilots Association says, oh, yeah, this has been brewing for a long time. We've been having these issues for months. We've seen these sorts of meltdowns occur on a much more regular basis. This is one of their pilots, and it has to do with outdated processes and outdated IT. Oh, my God. The airline's operations haven't changed much since 1995. My God, it's phones, computers, processing power. It's a, it's, you know, like, uh, you ever see Apollo 13, that film with Tom Hanks, that'd be like taking that tech and putting it in today and making us try to get to the moon. You'd be like, what the fuck? Are you crazy? Uh, it's, uh, it's the programs used to connect us to airplanes. That's where the problem lies. And it's systemic throughout the whole airline. Jesus. Well, get your fucking shit together. This is the type of thing that with that, cause they're cheap. They're basically cheap. So then everything, uh, they, they, they spend their money on, uh, on advertising. Like, Oh yeah. Come fly with Southwest Southwest. It's uh, we're a low budget carrier. It's got it's not going to cost you much to get from point A to point B. I mean, my god, why would anybody spend any money on a Southwest flight knowing that they do everything cheaply and you're in a uh, a contraption that cannot be maintained in a cheap way? A plane. Holy shit. Fuck that. No way. Um this company needs to be out of business. Um, in, let's see, October of 2021, something similar happened. There was a service meltdown. Uh, they canceled more than 2,000 flights over a four-day period, and it cost the airline $75 million. How do you survive with those types of losses? And I just cannot imagine waiting for days at a time inside of an airport. It's like that dude who just died who lived in the terminal and wherever that fucking was. And Tom Hanks made that movie. It's like that. But it's you're not doing it by choice. My God, get your shit together. Joe Martinez in attendance. He says, I only fly American. Had an issue once and they were on top of it. Jesus. Ryan says, I see they run their airline like radio bosses run the radio industry. Oh my God, the radio industry, Jesus. Yeah, that's uh, that's another industry that uh, 
really needs to upgrade everything. Well, maybe not. It's interesting because some facets of radio, they actually do spend money on. The one thing they don't spend money on is their employees anymore. All right. Dear Meathead, in 11 minutes, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I have a Patreon. It is listener-supported, ad-free. Today, I'm going to make up smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. Dale had been plowing for like four days straight and was slept through the wake-up call. Uh, God willing, Dale and Matt, $25 on the line for another rip-roaring edition of Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia. That will happen live on Patreon at 10.30 a.m.-ish, maybe a minute or two after that. But uh, just part of the 11 bonus episodes a week on the Patreon, including the daily Patreon bonus, which is an extension of the free podcast, the aforementioned Smarter Than, the Insane Asylum, Two episodes of the Lost Zane Recordings a week, which is uh, from my old radio show on BBL. I've been uh, releasing those in order twice a week for quite some time. Um, the Insane Asylum, did I mention that? I might have. And uh, which is my two-hour uh, music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's Q100. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Oh, my God. It's going uh, going down Thursday of this week. And... Uh, who are these Zanes, which is a clip show where I pull old audio from old radio stations and Ben and I um, meticulously pour over the audio and laugh at how shitty it is. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Try it for one month. The Eric Zane Show Patreon Challenge. Try it for one month for five or ten bucks a month and see if that is going to satisfy you for your listening. If you like it, convert it to a yearly, and I'll knock 10% off of the cost. Uh, I do count that as a donation, 5 or $10 donation. And you can, uh, I mean, that is the minimum, $5 a month for the audio, $10 a month for the audio, the video, and the live streams. But you can put as much money down as you want. That's up to you. But I don't like to do the old, yeah, um, donate button on the website. I am not, I, I can't stand that. You have to get something in return, you know? Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Today's open uh, of the Eric Zane Show podcast brought to you by Bennett Flooring Installation, 616 318 0167. The incredible, incredible, uh, boy, I can't even think what I'm, want to say here. The hell's I think I just had a stroke. Let me start over. Bennett Flooring Installation. Call them when you want the flooring installed professionally for the cheapest price. 616-318-0167. Bennett Flooring Installation will do an amazing job for you. Go ahead and uh, do some of the heavy-duty work by getting rid of the old flooring yourself. Anybody can do that, right? It's going to save you some money. But when it comes to actually putting the flooring and installing it, Unless you really know what you're doing, don't do it yourself. Have the pros at Bennett Flooring Installation do it. 616-318-0167. 
the flooring that I want you to install, buy it at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Lowest price for flooring in Michigan. Uh, march into the discount outlet along Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan, behind Little Caesars. Uh, on the north side of the street and check out what they have available. Uh, it's it's vast. It's a gigantic warehouse full of flooring. All floorings under the sun. Anything you can imagine, they have it. The best brands, the best selling styles, all there at a deep discount because they buy so much of it and make it available to you. Add the Eric Zane Show podcast discount. Mention my name and you will save an additional 10%. Please do that. Mention my name, actually, when you talk to all my uh, wonderful sponsors. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600. The trusted place to get your vehicles repaired. They will absolutely fix it right the first time. And you have the peace of mind of knowing this is, uh, uh, I mean, I take my cars there. Uh, all of my family take their cars to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Uh, but don't just take my word for it. Look at the Google reviews that they display prominently on their website, Irvine's.com. E-R-Vines. Irvine's.com. Call and uh, see what's going on, if they can get you in as quickly as possible. If you uh, want, they have a rental car for you to use. And that's awesome because then you don't have to worry about anybody carting you around. If not, you can just drop it off. And they'll take care of it quicker because they don't have to schedule you around a rental car. But anyway, 616-532-6600. Okay, now I've got Dear Meathead coming up in moments. Again, final call on questions for dad. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. I uh, still stuck on four. Four questions. I hope that's enough. If you have a question for dad. Uh, send it along, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I will bring him along in mere moments, but as usual, I must go tinkle. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <clears throat> Dear Meathead, brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Meathead at your service. Hey, Dad. How you doing, guy? Never never better, guy. How are you? I'm all right. I just got up uh, about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, oh yeah? You s- sleeping in a little? I don't know. I just it was a screwy day. Uh, what time do you get to bed at night? 11. 11. Oh, my God. That's late. Yeah, well, we, we watch television. Yeah, what did you watch last night? I have no clue. <laughs> I don't. Yeah? Joanne, what did you guys watch? What did we watch? I don't remember the name of the movie, though. It was a movie, but we don't remember what the name of it was. Oh, uh, it had to be terrible, though. No, it was a good movie. Oh, it was okay. a good movie. No, it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. So how are you doing? Uh, never better. Uh, getting ready for the big uh, adventure to travel to come see you guys. Hey, hey, hey. Oh yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be spectacular. Yes, it would be. It would be. Hey, I have this picture of one that you were on uh, one side of the 
the yard and you were cooking one big oh what was it you mean when we had the shish kebab extravaganza something like that oh yeah we've done that more than once that was uh that was great that was the latest one that i remember yeah that was uh that was the one where um uh we everybody got together and uh and uh, we were kind of, I mean, I think uh, we had a lot of people there for that one, Dad. Yeah, we did. And then it was warm weather. Yep, yep. And so, you know, here we are in the dead of winter. We're, we're not going outside for the latest one. But yeah. uh, we're, the party, uh, <laughs> hey, the party's going to be inside, man. You're going to love this. You're going to love okay. this. I'm going okay. to need your help in preparing the food, Dad. Yeah, you can get all the help you want. I'm ready to go. Okay, I love that. Okay. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we'll see see you on uh, Sunday. I just wanted to reach out to you because uh, a lot of people have some questions that they want to ask you, Dad, for Dear Meathead. Are you ready? Well, hopefully I can answer it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mark writes, Dear Meathead, my friend Derek has a new friend named Carl. Carl's very funny, but Carl has club feet. You know what club feet are? I have a general idea. I don't remember. Jonas, you know what it is. Uh, He writes, Derek even drove all the way to Detroit just to hang out with Carl and stare at his club foot. Should I be concerned about my friend Derek, Meathead? Well, why would you be concerned about it? (laughs) Derek's living with it. Well... Uh, now, Derek doesn't have club feet. Carl. I know, but he's doing. Is, is, is he worried about I think dealing he, with it? I think, I think Mark thinks that Derek staring at his club feet is weird. Why would it be weird? He just has a disability of some sort. <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, he, yeah, I guess Mark thinks that Derek uh, is almost like very odd because he would stare at Carl's club feet. I don't, is that is that strange? No, it's just a situation that he's dealing with it, you know. Okay, and then he says, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Well, same to you, buddy, but uh, don't concern yourself with small stuff. Yeah, you didn't, you don't, <laughs> you don't yeah, need think to. Think of the big stuff that you should concern about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if you got a friend or so or whatever they have, it's a friend, no matter what they got. Right, right. So, you know, hey, uh, friends are hard to get by. I mean, <clears throat> the word friend itself is supposed to be a serious situation. Like, you really care for each other. The Hold on, I'm getting this down. The word friend is a serious situation. It is. You got to respect it. <laughs> I right. mean, if I've got a friend... Whatever my friend does, it's okay by me. Yeah. Because he's my friend. And that's his his own yeah. personality. So I love it. You can't change it. Fair enough. Uh Megan writes, Dear Meathead. Um Would you ever tell Eric if you didn't like a meal that he made? Well, I never had the opportunity to have a bad meal made by him, but I, I don't know. Well, uh, I, you're, I think you're a pretty honest guy, Dad. I I'm, I'm straight, you know. I, I didn't really like that. You know, 
Yeah, that's I'm a, right to the point. It's a but good. Then again, none of that is to hurt you. It's something I don't like. Right. It's a good thing that you're straight, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got to be straight. Would you ever consider? Let's say you, uh, you, uh, I, I made you dinner this upcoming Sunday, and it was horrible. And uh, but you knew that. Hey, I don't know if I should say something because it might tick him off. I wouldn't think it's uh, worrying about uh, ticking him off. No. If, it's, if it's something I don't like, I don't like. Yeah, you just got to tell him. And I and I and hey, I, yeah, hey. I really didn't care for that. You know. I hey, I don't. I, I'm I'm glad you do that because then it you know it gets off your chest and then it's gone. And besides, it'll give the, the whoever made it that he won't be doing this again. I think I think you should do that more often. Like, let's say, uh, you know, you're at the gas station putting gas in your car and somebody comes up in a car that you don't like. You need to look at that guy in the face and say, hey, I don't like your car. Oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. It's not my business whether I like it or not. It's not my car. I don't drive it. So uh, I don't like it. All right. I have another. Uh, speaking of cars, Megan also has a question, and uh, she says, well, "Who is this person?" This is the same person. She has another question, uh, and it's about cars. She says, "If you and Joanne were going to purchase a new car, would you consider getting an electric car?" No. No, we wouldn't. That's our age. No, definitely not. Yeah. Why well, is that a young person's car? I don't get it. No, I, we just don't like electric. Oh, okay. Okay. We're set in our own way. Yeah, you just want some fuel in that thing. Yeah, I got this car that I got is a cat's meow. <laughs> you know, and it's, if that was electric, I'll probably kick him on the side. Okay, hang on, Dad. I'm writing this down. This car I got is the cat's meow. <laughs> yeah. I don't have it. The Joanna has it. I don't even drive anymore. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um,. <laughs> What about if you can get into a car and then you just hit a button and it takes you there and you don't have to drive it? It's like I don't a, know. It might be a it might be an experience. Yeah, you know those self-driving cars? Have you heard about those, Dad? Yeah. I've heard of them, but I don't know what it is. Well, yeah, all you do is you get in there and you don't have to touch a steering wheel or the gas pedal. It just it just it just uses uh I don't know, technology to get you uh, over to Sue's house. I don't think I can trust that. I wouldn't either. I don't. I don't like it at all. No, I think a driver has a better control than a car all by itself. I think Sue would be coming here. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I was reading the other day that um, in Michigan they're building roads that while if you're in an electric car the road actually will charge the battery as you drive over it oh lord oh my god yeah can you imagine that can you imagine that in michigan i mean in michigan it snows once and the whole thing needs to be redone yeah right right this is crazy is this because uh, we have nothing else to do but to uh, uh screw around with screwy things there's been this uh there's been this um uh, kick to bring in electric cars. So now everybody's getting on board, and I don't know if it's going to work. An electric car. Yep. Yep. I don't think I'd want to ride in those things. 
Uh, I'm writing this down, Dad. Uh, That's my personality. Uh, you you said, are we on a kick to screw around with screwy things? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's made to be uh, screwy, so we just screw with the screwy. I, I love you are on a roll today. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that. Yep. Hey, no, just you can see you gotta say things the way that appears yep. to you. No, no, I'm. All, I hey, I, I I take that to heart. I think that that's what everybody should do. Uh, really? John writes, dear meathead. Uh, what advice do you have for people who want to lose weight for their New Year's resolution? Uh, started off uh, what you said. Uh, he he asked, uh, what advice do you have for people who want to lose weight? There's only one advice I have, and it's not a tricky one. Quit eating. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, Dad, that is so simple. Two words, quit eating. Eating. You know, that's uh, if you maintain that over a long period of time, you will lose weight. No doubt in my mind. I, I can lose 50 pounds without any question in about 50 days. You know, you're uh, kind of a rare, uh, rare breed because, uh, you know, you can do that. You can just, once you decide, you yourself uh, have the ability to shut it off. You did that with alcohol. You did that with cigarettes. You did that with wives. Oh, my God. Hey, my wife just said one thing one time in my life about drinking. And believe it or not, it was drinking and smoking, in fact. It was, that's it. If it doesn't please the person that I'm destined to live and love oh, yeah. for the rest of my life, I should keep her Please, with what oh, she yeah. thinks is right. Well, it's like they say, behind every great man is a great woman. Well, there you go. That's that's a that's a that, that's I a. I have a great woman. You're darn right. You got to That's that's a, a good thing to live by. Are you kidding? Huh. That's the life of my life. Life of your life. Yeah, <laughs> two lives. Let life me uh, hang on, Dad. I got to write that down. Joanne is the life of your life. Yes. <laughs> What what she lives like, it's my life to live the same way. Okay. Uh, That's pretty smart. John also asks, what is the uh, greatest Christmas present you ever gave someone? Oh, boy. I have no clue. I don't know if I give anything to anybody. Oh, that's not true at all. I do. Do you want to help? You bought me a pretty bracelet. Joanne says I bought her a very pretty bracelet. All right, there you go. That's nice. You so, put put a lot of thought into that. Uh, when you I, were, I don't know if I give it to somebody else, like a friend or something. Now, when you were growing up in the old country, uh, you didn't have any money. Did you guys uh, uh, make? No. Did you like make things for each other? As a matter of fact, we did. Yeah, I. Uh, you know what? Uh, the, the only thing that I remember, which was that what I did. They bought me a toy called Meccano. I remember you told us about that. Yeah. This was a great, this was a cat's meow. I built, so, what is it, Joanne? Erector set. Yeah. Erector set. Right, right, yeah. 
Okay, I remember. Yeah, you had said how much joy that brought you and all that. Oh, I would dust that thing, clean that up on a daily basis, and nobody was to get near it. Um, and uh, hey, you know what? That thing was worth a million dollars, according to my uh, yeah, yeah. I my I needs, you know? we, we did not. Hey, we were poor people. You didn't have anything. Yeah, but what about your brother, Uncle Garo? Do you remember him ever getting getting anything spectacular like that? I mean, because he was the one that almost got thrown in the river. Yes, I would imagine that yes. you know Uncle Garo for Christmas. Uh, your dad was like, "For Christmas, I'm not gonna throw you in the river." What do you think of that? <laughs> Oh my God! I don't know why. What happened? Oh, uh, she. My dad has one of those uh, woodside vehicles. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dad. Yeah. This is about. This is about the uh, about the station, It was a station wagon. Yeah. But it's, it's all made out of wood on the side. Right. Right. So he was. My dad was a heavy duty drinker. I do remember that. Yeah, I know that one. I remember you mentioned that one to us. But okay, uh, uh, you know, and he, 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 I think I got one part of his one yeah. of his genes is partying. You so you got the partying gene, but I don't ever recall you wanting to throw me in the river. No, 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 no. But this story was—it's fantastic. I know it. I remember that the uh, that the cops were dropping by to pick up some silverware. No, I wasn't dropping by. The cop lived across. The, the cop lived across the street. He's getting some silverware, and he stopped your dad from throwing him in the yeah, river. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit! That's ridiculous. Oh, he uh, he had him in his hands, and there's this big bridge. Yeah. We, our house was built next to a bridge. Right, right. I remember. I remember you had you had reminded us of that. You know. Now, Dad. And uh, he had him in his arms, lifting in the air, like going toward the river. The cop, right, which lived across the street, grabbed him by the neck, and my brother saved his life. Saved his life. Yeah, and then I don't know how my brother ended up under my mom's skirt. Oh yeah, I, I have. He, he ran there. Uh, thank you. Well, hiding. I, I, and then here it comes, I, my dad. Yeah, I tell you what, Ruben. I tell you what. I hope he was hiding. I hope. I hope that's what he was doing under there. He probably looked up and said, "What?" He probably my looked. My mom hid him there. Under the apron. Oh, I was gonna say under I the don't skirt. Know what it was under. Yeah. It was under something. Ask you what he got for Christmas. How did we get it? I don't know. That sounds very criminal. That if it was under the skirt, I mean, my God. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was. Yeah. Thank God you weren't there. I was there. I remember that. Well, that scene, you were. I was hiding. I don't know. Oh, okay. So you weren't under the skirt. No, I was not. Okay. That. Thank God. Thank God for that. Uh, <laughs> holy shit, Dad. Uh, you know, I'm gonna see now. Your sister was born the same day as you. Yes. Uh, seven years later. Apart. Okay, so she's 81 right now. I'm gonna see her very soon. I think. You are. I think so. Uh, when are I, you going down there? Well, yeah, I'm going over to Los Angeles, but I think she. I, I know for sure Janet is gonna visit, but uh, your sister Aunt Gassia, uh might might be there too. I want to ask her these things. I want to. Oh, I ask, think she would be delighted to see. Oh that. yeah, she is. A, she's a big fan of you. She loves you to death. 
Oh, she loves me. She loves me. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Dad, Nathan has a question. He wants to know if uh, if he bought a Dear Meathead t-shirt, if you would autograph it. Of course. Okay, I can I can help facilitate well, You know, that is so nice of you guys, you know. I am actually humbled. Oh, yeah, yeah. By that, the way you guys think of me. Everybody thinks you're a superstar, and you are. You are a superstar. You and Joanne both are superstars that everybody oh, loves. thank you. But we're ordinary people, though. I know it, but they just love... <laughs> I know. Uh. <laughs> Cracked her up. I don't know what I said. I think you, sort of funny. I think you said you're ordinary people. Yeah. Nothing fantastic or fancy about us. Uh, let's see. I can't read my own writing. Uh, he also asked, what kind of exercises can you recommend for me to keep my energy up this winter? The one exercise I know for damn sure is a, is a key to the whole thing is quit eating as much as you want. Uh, no, I think I think he means like what type of like uh, calisthenics or uh, strength building exercises can you recommend? Uh, the walking is one of the okay ticket items, and then uh, if you can jog, that's a great item. And now, uh, when I was uh, growing up, I played soccer for quite a while. Okay, so you got a lot of and, uh, exercise uh, in that. That exercise is right there. It kept me trim. Okay. <clears throat> I could run a circle around anybody. All right, Dad. I wrote this down. Walking is a big ticket item. Yes. <laughs> It makes it in your health. Yep. Yep. Uh, You also said don't concern yourself with club feet. No. That's what's given to you, unless you want to go have a surgery and fix it all up, okay. Yep. But it is your legs, it's your feet. uh, Yeah. Live with it. Uh, Live with it, you know. But then again, I can understand the discomfort that you have with as a club feet, you know. But if there is a medical uh, type of thing available to you, see to it to, uh, that you have it done. Uh, you also added uh, the word friend is a serious situation. A friend is a imp- I don't call everybody as my friend. No. Although I like them, right I see them and all that. But there's something about them I don't like. <laughs> I don't know what it is because I had I haven't had that opportunity as of late. Wait, did you just say a friend is someone that that uh, you is that you just don't like? No, I said friend is someone that you like. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, you also said the car I got is the cat's meow, and uh, you said that you're on a kick to screw around with screwy things. That's right. <laughs> and the best advice, two words, quit eating. Right. I love it. I love it, as does everyone. Always, always, always. But you know what, Dad? On Sunday, we're not going to be quitting eating. You wait until you see what we're going to do here on Sunday. Hey, I'm looking forward to it, but my uh, analogy is that I'm still be eating as much as I do right now as an ordinary base. You're, so hey, cook, cook whatever you want to cook and as oh, much as you want to do. Like you are a absolute freak of nature. I'll tell you she that. She says, I'm going to eat like a crazy. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks again, guys. You know I love you. Hey, what what do we have to set up for you? Uh, 
I don't know if I got a grill. Do I have a grill out? No, everything's indoors. Everything's indoors. Indoors, okay. Yep. Yep. I do know that you did grill before. Yeah, we're, we're going to bring it all. I'm just going to roast this leg of lamb in the oven, and then uh, we got some sides. Joanne said she's going to make a salad. And, uh, yeah, and then we're going to have some frozen cheesecake. And then we're going to sing. <laughs> I think it's just us two. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. Be you didn't, be great. Joanne, you missed my cheesecake joke. What was it? We're going to eat frozen cheesecake. You said okay. No cake. That was so funny. Your your line was, I don't know whether to chew it or to suck it. <laughs> oh boy, what a family! We got a cake for you. Okay. No cake. Joanne's got the cake. Okay, guys, love you. Love you, and looking forward to seeing you guys. And don't forget to bring your, uh, what's that, a brother-in-law? Uh, I asked him. I said, Kevin, uh, you want to go? And uh, he, he, I'm still waiting to hear back from him. He has to think about these things. Okay. Um, so I don't know if he's going to come. Tell him I'm looking forward to seeing him. Okay. Well, I'll just run it by him and see what he says. Okay. It's okay. his choice. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay. Remember, don't hey. seeing you, honey. I love you, and I love you, honey, and your uh, rest of the family. I don't know what you got now. You've been around uh, around the town for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, everybody, uh, everybody loves you back, Dad. So I'll see. Okay. I'll see you guys soon. Right. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. Love you. Love, love you. Bye bye. Always a uh, big process when saying goodbye. There's lots of I love you's and honey's, and it's just fantastic. Oh, my God. They are the absolute best. I cannot imagine a world that they... I don't know if I want to live in a world that they aren't in. Oh, my God. I hope I live to a point where I'm about a hundred and they're still here and still as sharp. That's what I pray for. You know, I want the first victors over human victors over father time. Holy shit. All right. Thank you for the questions and helping me engage dad and Joanne on dear meathead brought to you by Baldwin ACE hardware. Holy shit. You know, the uh, the hard part about Dear Meathead is you can't really go much higher in the show, in this show, after. It's like, and no matter what I do, it's going to be a letdown. It's pretty much the high point of the week for a lot of people. You know? It's like, yeah, you're you're fine, Eric, but we get plenty of you. Uh, your dad is the reason on Wednesdays why we're here. And then I got a, I got a, another 36 minutes of, uh, keeping this shit going. I'll do my best. Um, so some guy, I think with mental problems, 
was uh, standing atop of an overpass, and cops wanted this guy to uh, get down. They're like, all right, come on down. And, uh, it, you know, there's like all sorts of resources. He's like, he's, they, they couldn't figure out if he was suicidal. I think they said afterwards that he was uh, not suicidal. Um, but you know how, like when you go, um, there's a bridge over the interstate and there's those gigantic things that hold up the bridge. He's at the top of one of those. And, um, there's a negotiator trying to get the guy down from there in this portion of San Antonio, Texas. And, uh, you know, everybody's pissed off because the guy won't get down and he's, uh, had all sorts of run-ins with the cops over the years. He's just been a fucking problem forever. So the negotiator gets on the megaphone and instead of, Hey, everyone loves you. Uh, we gotta, we gotta get you down. I guess that didn't work because the negotiator starts insulting him and, uh, to get the guy down. Well, you can't do that in this day and age. I mean, you can, and this guy did, but now everybody's trying to kick the ass of the negotiator because he's screaming at the guy who's standing on top of the bridge thing. (laughs) Tyler writes, good thing they didn't call Jocko to negotiate. You want to jump off that bridge? Good. (laughs) That joke just keeps on giving. Fuck. Okay, audio check, video check. Hold on. Audio check, video check. Here you go. You're a rat! San Antonio PD negotiators insults and rage family of man having mental breakdown. Our next story could be distressing to some viewers. Oh, come on! You see, everything requires a fucking disclaimer. If this was 1975, they would have fired a fucking beanbag up there. And then, you know, the guy would have tumbled off and then, you know, whatever. Uh, take him to the hospital. He's fine. PD negotiator trying to get a man off the 410 overpass at Highway 90 last week. Police eventually got the 40-year-old down and then sent him to jail. Not being a man. You're a rat. Hide like a rat. Tonight, you're not being a man. You're a rat hiding like a rat. Oh, shit. That man's sister says she is furious. SAPD's negotiator repeatedly called her brother a rat and pathetic while he was having a mental breakdown. Ken's Five reporter Matt Houston has SAPD's response. Police closed a stretch of 410 on the west side Thursday while they coaxed a man off the overpass's edge. You're about to get colder, bro. You're going to be a cold rat. That man. <laughs> Fuck. And sister Kathy Lee Hesperuk says she doesn't know why he climbed up there. He does have mental health issues. Uh, he's been having a couple breakdowns recently. Her family doesn't believe the 40-year-old. How the fuck did he get up there? Jump, though. Still, bystanders recording the negotiations expressed disgust with the strategy police used to get the man's attention. We're being really, really mean to this guy. You don't care about your family? You don't care about your old son? 17-year-old son who cares about you? That's pathetic. Oh. 
Hesbrook says the officer's language was. Yeah, I can't. I can't really endorse. Oops, sorry. I can't really endorse this. I, you know, it, I, I can't. Really, really mean to this guy. You don't care about your family. You don't care about your own son. Even me. Part of me wants to, but I just can't get behind it. Seventeen-year-old son who cares about you. That's pathetic. You're pathetic, Mark. Oh. Imagine if the guy goes, all right, fuck you, and then jumps. I mean, as he's falling, I, I jump because of you. Ah! Oh, no. Often kind when her family arrived. She wonders why it seems SAPD started aggressively. It literally made my stomach turn. Mark, admit that because you're not making any sense. You're rampant. Not making any sense at all. Now you're going deeper. Just like a rat. SAP oh. says it won't discuss its negotiation tactics, but today celebrated that, quote, no one was hurt. You do see some language here that seems kind of out of place, right? Taunting him a little bit, talking about being a rat. Mike Lawler is a criminal justice professor at the University of New Haven. He says the language is probably inappropriate, but added that a negotiator's job is to keep people engaged by any means. You know, there were many so if basically if it said help wanted, we want a negotiator who just can talk shit to people when they're when they're thinking about killing themselves. This is our new approach. So if you're good at talking, hell, I would be good at that job. Eric Zane, we're hiring you to just basically troll people as they're getting ready to jump off bridges uh, are you, we're gonna pay you a sizable sum to do this job will you do it oh yeah if you want me to i guess many, many moments where the police could have felt that the the worst outcome was in i can't imagine that in the uh, uh uh hostage negotiation handbook it says if all else fails make fun of them <laughs> What the fuck? I, does it say that? Is there something that says in the hostage negotiation negotiating handbook, be as big a cock as possible. Take pot shots at his personal life to keep him engaged. That's it. Piss him off. Make him feel like shit. Impossible, right? And in that case, you want to say something that's going to attract his attention to get him back to arguing with the cops, right? And so that 40-year-old man has had a number of run-ins with police before, including prior arrests. Hesbrook believes officers recognized her brother and that that familiarity perhaps influenced their interaction. She says insults and crude language should be a last resort in any negotiation and believes that those officers didn't give other methods a fair chance. We're live on the Northwest side. I'm Matt Houston, Kins 5. Thank you. Yeah, it, they should uh, be happy that Janet Reno wasn't in charge of this whole fucking thing. She would have uh, had a uh, fucking uh, uh, F-14 blow up the bridge while the guy was still on it. That's an old school reference that some of you may get. Probably not, though. Ram says, in certain situations, I could see that approach being helpful. Get him to climb down and punch you. Bob says, well, it was helpful in this situation. It worked. Or uh, they were just sick of him. Or they were just sick of him. Quote, we don't feel like cleaning you up off the street. Come on, man.
Kenny says, wrong approach. Holy shit. New job for you, Eric. Yeah, that's what I was. I actually would like to do that type of thing. But I, I mean, obviously I wouldn't uh, call them names unless if the boss said, hey, look, uh, Eric, everything else has, uh, has failed. Our last attempt is for you to attack him personally. Yeah, nice teeth, asshole. Look at you, you fat fuck. I'm surprised this bridge is still standing under your fat gut. Fat fuck. Oh my God. We don't even have a fucking uh, a bucket truck with enough support to get your fat ass off of this thing. Oh no. There I go again. That's just hypothetical. I wouldn't really say that, you know. My God. Merry Christmas. Now eat this machete. This is the face of a man who did not enjoy his Christmas because he spent it in jail. Inglewood, California. Sheriff arrested a man. They say got his hands on a machete and attacked two people outside of his apartment on Christmas Day. 37-year-old Julio Maltez got into an argument with another resident at the apartment complex in Inglewood, California, just before 9.30 p.m. on Sunday, Christmas, Christmas night. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I don't know a lot about the communities in Southern California, but I think Inglewood is a shithole. Th- that one I think I do know. I think Inglewood is a shithole. Watts, the Watts neighborhood of L.A. is a disaster. Compton's a fucking disaster. And that's about all I know. There's actually not a lot great about L.A. It's a vast area, but there's a lot of shit there. Okay? There's a lot of places where you can find trouble where a guy would have a, would be swinging a machete on Christmas Day. Maltez got increasingly ang- uh, angry, almost said angry, before leaving the argument to return to his apartment. So he's all pissed off at uh, these other two dudes. And he's like, all right, I'm going home. But then he sees, remember that scene in Pulp Fiction where Butch is in the fucking pawn shop and uh, he hears Marcellus getting raped by those two hillbillies? And then he's getting ready to leave and he's like, uh, he's all bloodied. His white t-shirt is ripped. And he's like, and he's like, maybe I should help him. So he looks around the place and he had, he tries the, he tries the chainsaw. Maybe he can fire a baseball bat. No, I can go in there with a baseball bat. And then he looks up and he sees the samurai sword, probably a, Hanzo sword from Kill Bill. It's like, holy shit, I got the fucking sword. Goes back down there. Slaughters the gimp. Slaughters the the guy who was uh, uh, Zed, who was having sex with Marcellus. He kills all three of them. Well, actually, just two of them. Because Marcellus, uh, he shot Zed in the balls. 
Then he said something that I can't say and used the N-word, and then that was it. And then Butch said, are we good? And he goes, yeah, we good. And then that was it. Great scene. Well, that's what Maltez did. Went back to his apartment, got his fucking samurai sword. I guess it wasn't a samurai sword. It was a machete. I already said that. Um, he came back outside with the machete and attacked the two dudes. Merry Christmas. The man Maltez was initially arguing with took a uh, blast from the machete to the chest and the armpit. I guess he went across the chest and then he went underneath and just hacked at his armpit. The other guy caught one in the neck near his ear. The man from the initial argument told deputies he tried fighting off Maltez with his belt. He ran off and called 911 while Maltez was swinging away. Uh, According to deputies, you know you live in a shitty neighborhood when two dudes who were attacked uh, by a dude with a machete refused medical treatment. They did. They refused medical treatment. Sheriff's office started looking for Maltez. They found him in the laundry room next to the apartment, pretending to be asleep. Maltez was arrested, faces two charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon with the intent to kill. My God. Holy shit. Hey, advertise with the Eric Zane Show podcast. Reach out to me, eric at ericzanecho.com, and I'll tell you all about it. Like my friends at Bosco's Pub, where the beer is cold, drinks are stiff, so are the wieners, the burgers are great. Oh, holy cow, we got to get back to Bosco's Pub. Uh, since it might be a little bit till we get there, you go there. Hudsonville, Michigan, part of Terra Square, and that fake little downtown area that they have near Gemmins. Bosco's Pub, online at boscospub.com. Thank you. Um, You can get health insurance, but it's not going to kick in until February 1. If you get started now. Now, if you wait till after January 1, I think it might start like March 1. You see it all? It's the way it works. I'm talking about healthcare.gov, Obamacare. The only people who can take advantage of this are people who their employer does not offer insurance. They own their own business. Or they're in between jobs. You too can get health care. And you have your choice of all these different policies from all of these different uh, insurance companies that you can choose from. That's why Obamacare is superior to workplace insurance. Your workplace insurance more than likely is a dog because your boss doesn't like paying for the excellent insurance. They do it on the cheap. And you basically have to uh, utilize what they offer you. If you uh, work in a setting where they offer workplace insurance, you cannot get insurance through the marketplace. Just can't do it. It's illegal. So you have the advantage being that this is how you get your insurance when you get it through the marketplace of choosing from all these different policies. Okay, depending on where you are in your life and what your needs are. Now, if you do this on your own, fill out the form and the questionnaire all by yourself, there's a fairly decent chance you could fuck it up. 
So skip all of that and have Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance help you every step of the way. And you pay him nothing. It's free. I cannot stress this enough. Get insurance for you and your family today. Reach out 616-914-4070. I'm on Cameo. Hire me at cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I've got a mortgage guy. It's the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. 231-332-6505. I know I'm throwing a lot of information at you. I got Bosco's Pub. I got My Policy Shop Insurance. I got Van Dyke Mortgage. I got Paintball. I got all these things, but this is so important. Engage the sponsors that keep this show going. Otherwise, we don't have a show. Anyway. If it comes to refinancing your home, go with the five-star gold star service of the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505, number one for a reason, Uh, serving the customer. Whether it's a refi, your first mortgage, your 10th mortgage, reach out to Mario no matter where you are in the listening audience as you are hearing this. Any state, there are four exceptions, South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. The rest of you, call Mario. 231-332-6505. 231-332-6505. All right, you're going to hate me. I got one more sponsor. Then I got to take a leak again. I'm sorry. And then I'm going to come back and finish the show. And I got some great shit I got to talk to. Uh, I got to share with you. Uh, TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com. Fully stocked pro shop. Buy whatever you want. You walk in, you see the wall of gear. The whole wall behind the uh, cash register is loaded down with everything from entry-level paintball equipment to high-end. Skip the buying it online because at TC Paintball, you try it out. Yeah, let me try that one. And then you go mess around with it. Shoot it right there at TC Paintball. See if you like it. That's the best way to shop when it comes to paintball gear. TC Paintball, number one in Michigan for a reason. And then let's play paintball. January 15th, we'll be there, and I want to see you there. Reach out to me, Eric, at ericsaintshow.com if you are going. Otherwise, book your own event at TC Paintball. Okay, don't go anywhere. A rare 2P show. Here we go, okay. Here we go, we go, we go. Let's go around the radio dial. What do you say? Let's do this right now. Okay. Uh huh. Starting on the far left, 88.1. Ah. Sounds wonderful. Very, very sweet. I've never done anything for it, and it's reached corners of the world, and. A large percentage of the people, I have no idea who they are. To any situation Steve Harvey. we can handle. Steve Harvey, Steve televangelist. Me. Don't give me a trial where I will be overrun by a temptation. Or if, if I've already been beat up by the devil, if I've already defeated by him, deliver us from evil. Well, now that means we need to learn how temptation works. How does it work? James chapter 1, verses 14 to 15. 
<laughs> it sounds like the bad guys with the pig heads on Fifth Element. Different scene in Fifth Element? Is that what it's called? Fifth Element with Bruce Willis? A lot of Bruce Willis references on today's show. The pattern of temptation always starts with desire. I hear you, man. Enticed you by his lips. Amen. Amen. Can I get an hallelujah? Hallelujah. That's almost too ballsy. He told him, God told him, don't eat of the fruit. This one's probably. But when Satan. This one's probably the creepiest, I think, this voice. It was delightful and desirable and was able to make one wise. She ate it because he created. Desire. Now, I got bad news for you. (laughs) When a football team plays another football team, they study the game film. Amen. They look at the game film of the opposition to know their tendency. That's your fucking right, man. They operate so they can come up with a scheme to overcome what they do. Testify. Then has studied your game film. The devil studied my game film? Loudly, with your passion. You hear everybody's like, oh, yeah. You have been assigned a demon. There is a demon who is assigned to you. And the Bible says an angel is assigned to you. Why are they cheering? These people are going, yeah, we got a devil. He's He's not God. He can't be everywhere. He needs his posse. So he has a posse that is assigned to you, and they have game film on you. They know how you move, what you like, what you are geared to, what you are desirous of. They know what you're thinking and how you operate. So they know the precise time to bring that thing, that situation, that person, that problem into you to create a Don't care if you abuse me again. You have until he shows up. You're all I've got to tonight. To I need you to bring the desire. Tonight. Circumstances, and it gets amplified you. by your demonic. And he creates a lust or a craving right. for the thing that is outside. You cover me. My defender, when you're rolling up your sleeve, you're the truth that's gonna set the captain free. Religious the Jesus music. Never chose to believe, it's what I believe. They keep trying to make your glory fade. But I ain't really sweating what they say. Ain't no doubt about you. Ain't no doubt about you. Get a little wild, 
ponytail and a pretty smile wrote me in from a got Luke Bryan. Come on over here and get in my arms. God, I, I, I can if that's if that is Luke Bryan. Yeah, I, I, I can't stand his sound. His voice just gets me. It always sounds like he's doing this. This weekend. So if Ohio State comes out and they look lost, if they come out and they get out coached, if they... oh my God. Incredible song. I had to heavy in my sacro gym. I had to stop for the night. There she stood in the doorway. Her delicious bell. I was thinking to myself, this could be heaven and this could be hell. Then she lit up a candle. And she showed up. GRD. GRD playing Pink Floyd is weird. Fucking nothing on. And Jesus strengthened my arm. Gift cards and more. Join Lowe's MVPs. I don't even know where it is, but but she again. There's nothing on the radio. Holy shit! Why do people even listen? By the way, perfect opportunity for me to point out that I'll be on a 101.3. Uh, wait, that isn't what it's called. Uh, 101.3, Big 101.3, the fun hit. You know, I don't even know the name of the radio station. That's embarrassing. Uh. The boss at the radio station, his name is Dave. Now, I've told you many times that when I'm on Big 101.3, uh, my number one goal is to say stupid shit that gets people to react. And I very, very rarely get any type of feedback about it. I finally got some feedback from the boss. This is the first time... He has ever weighed in on anything at all that I have said on Big 101.3, ever. And I've been doing this for years now on this radio station, this oldies radio station. And I do it from right here. And uh, I hear the end of uh, You're the One That I Want by uh, uh, Livy Newton-John and John Travolta going into uh, Jim Croce, Bad, Bad, Leroy Brown. I say, it's Big 101.3, the fun hit you know with Jim Croce. It's just it's just straight. There's, there's nothing. You don't have time to, you know, uh, talk about anything, really. Uh, but we're giving away tickets to Leonard Skinner and uh, who else? Oh, ZZ Top. And here we are at the end of December. And the concert happens in the end of August. And we're promoting it now on Big 101.3. So, I don't know why that is, but we are. And 
So I took it in the direction of, oh, my God, better to be uh, on top of things and, uh, uh, you know, not be prepared. Uh, we're letting you know that in eight months, you can go see Leonard Skinnerd and ZZ Top uh, as long as uh, we don't have any of the band members die between now and then or some shit like that, which is very possible. I mean, Leonard Skinnerd. I talked with you about this the other day. The whole band's died like four times. There aren't even any the uh, original members in the band now. They're all re- and then it's so bad that the replacements have died and been replaced by more replacements. Sunday, right after I uh, the voice track hit. And went out over the air. Dave writes, really? Quote, unless more members of the band die? LMAO right now. (laughs) I'm like, shoo. Christmas night tidings, I wrote back. The fact that he thought that that was funny tells me that I need to keep doing that. That is, I am a, uh, I am in a perfect example of what happens. You know, like when uh, a young kid or a, a child does something and you laugh at them and then someone's like the parents says, don't laugh. You'll encourage them. That's me. I am a child. So that made me very, very happy that he heard that and responded the way he did. Straight up now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, 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 am I caught in a hit and run? Paula Abdul is making news. Uh, because she was at some party. And uh, she looks like a child. And everybody's giving her shit, saying that there were Photoshop pictures. I'll show you in a second. Now, she's 60. According to the New York Post, page six, the article says the 60-year-old singer baffled her Instagram followers Sunday when she shared photos of herself looking decades younger than she really is. She's being accused of doctoring the photographs because she looks like she's 20. They're like, okay, clearly you're Photoshopping. There's no, this isn't you. It just doesn't, it looks, it looks like a completely different person. Uh, Abdul posed alongside Heidi Klum, who's just a knockout. Jacqueline Smith, remember her from Charlie's Angels? She also uh, took a picture with Paris Hilton and uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Crystal Kung. Minkoff while attending Kathy Hilton's Christmas party. But everybody was focused on um, Paul Abdul and what they describe as a Photoshop fail than her celebrity friends. All right. Here she is. I don't know who she's standing next to. I guess maybe this is Kathy Hilton. I'm, I'm not sure. 
Look at Paula Abdul. What? <laughs> she looks so damn young. There's no way, right? Okay, if that's doctored, and everybody says it, and I don't know that it is. I mean, everybody is saying this is a doctored photograph. I don't know. Maybe she had some work done by the greatest plastic surgeon ever. I mean, she's standing next to this chick who I still, who looks great. This Kathy Hilton, if that's her, she looks fantastic. I mean, Paula Abdul is, in my opinion, the age of, of, of my wheelhouse. That's the woman that that's a woman to me. That's, that's attractive to me. That age frame 50 up, but Though she's 60, I can't, I'm not attracted to Paul Abdul looking like that because she looks uh, younger than Madison. So that's crazy. So they're saying, oh yeah, it's Photoshop. Look at her. Oh my God. Now you got to see this. Uh, If you are listening to the audio podcast, this is the one thing that you must click on in the show notes to get a look at these pictures. And by the way, it's a fantastic outfit she's wearing. Are they each holding boxes of candy? What are those? Or are those clutch purses? I'm not sure. I'm not that big in fashion. But look at her. She looks fantastic. All right. Picture number two. Here she is. One of these things is not like the other. Heidi Klum, who apparently is seven feet tall. She looks fantastic, by the way. Jacqueline Smith looks great. Oh, God. Why can't they take a picture with their shoes off standing in dirt? Least attractive of this bunch is Paul Abdul. The singer 60 looked decades younger while posing with Heidi Klum and Jacqueline Smith. I don't know. Uh, Heidi Klum looks young. Uh, Kind of, though. She looks mature, but just incredibly hot. Jacqueline Smith, also attractive to me. And I think she's 97. That's also quite a thing. Uh, What is Jacqueline Smith's age? Hold on here. I can get to the bottom of this. J-A-C-L-Y-N-S-M-I-T-H-H. She's 77? I think that's also incredible. Look at those three. Yeah, I I think um, I can't commit to saying that uh, that is Paul Abdul in her natural state. Because everyone else is saying it. But I think Jacqueline Smith looking the way she does at 77 is also is also looks fantastic. Heidi Klum is 49. Okay, she looks that looks about right. Actually, in my opinion, she looks a little older than 49. <coughs> Excuse me. Here she is at Thanksgiving. She was performing at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. All right. Now that I don't know if that face that we see there adds up to this face here something's going on here she is uh i don't know the date of this picture she looks okay yeah 
this picture does also does not add up to this. So something's happened here. Maybe she's just not comfortable uh, looking like her natural age. And I, and that annoys me, man. That bothers me. It actually makes me feel bad for people. It's like, come on. You got to stop. Just, you know, uh, accept the fact that you're getting older. It's time to let it go and stop giving a shit. You look fine at age 60, if that's what you look like in those other pictures. Why you would make yourself uh, look to be a 19 year, uh, 19 years, ridiculous. Uh, when you, when you, if you're going to do the Photoshop thing or whatever it is you did to look so young, at least make yourself look to be like 44, not like a kid. Jesus. Who cut the cheese says, damn, look at those yummy feet. Yeah, I don't, even I wouldn't describe feet as yummy. Something about the word yummy. That kind of makes me cringe. I mean, it's bad enough. It's bad enough, at least in your eyes, that I find feet attractive. And frankly, uh, Jacqueline Smith's feet, those things probably got some serious uh, uh, hammers going on there. And that, to me, is incredibly attractive. That's what we need more of. Uh, Deformed feet to look at. Ladies and gentlemen, the asshole of the day is coming up in mere moments. Here on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Before I do that, though. Uh, remember, you can get Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirts available along with Dear Meathead t-shirts at my website, ericzaneshow.com. I'm thinking about redoing the website. In fact, I am going to redo the website. I reached out to Jericho. I haven't heard back. Jericho just had a baby. So everything takes time. You know, as soon as more kids are involved, everything slows down. The world just comes to a screeching halt. Uh, thank you to the Kent County Health Department. Because of them, I'm talking about the important things that they want me to stress to you. And uh, I'm very appreciative of that. The Kent, can I, the Kent County Health Department is a sponsor where I don't... Yeah, I, I guess. I guess you can mention my name when you reach out to them. But you got to time it right. You know, if you call up and say, yes, I, I know my... I hear my kids can get all sorts of immunizations that they need for little or no cost. Eric Zane told me about that. That's awesome. Or uh, I need more information about the WIC program. Things aren't adding up in our house right now. And I need I can't have it so that the food is not on the table. Eric Zane sent me. That's great. Um, but if you go to get like an HIV test, because I've told you to go get an HIV test, and they say, hey, um, unfortunately, we have found HIV in your body. Uh, we need to test you again. You can skip the Eric Zane sent me because you're going to be focused on other things. Now, you might be like, how in the world can you be talking about getting an HIV test and being a dumbass and cracking jokes? Well, um, that's kind of how I deal. 
But what I'm trying to do is uh, destigmatize getting an HIV test. Too often, people are ashamed to go get that because they're afraid that what they will, um, that they might be judged or something like that. Um, but not the case. And every day that you wait, you're harming your system more if you do have HIV in your blood. It's trying to destroy your immune system. And then a simple cold will kill you. You can't have that, and you can't be transmitting to others. So go get an HIV test. All right? Uh, There is absolutely a way to live with HIV today and live an absolutely normal life. You just don't know it. Okay? HIV is no longer a death sentence if you get tested early. And often, if you are living the type of lifestyle that requires frequent testing, you know what I mean, <clears throat> no judging for me, but that's my job to destigmatize that. Call upon the Kent County Health Department, accesskent.com slash health. Thank you to Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. Uh, they will get you up and running if something goes wrong. They will replace your furnace if you need that. They can tune your existing furnace and make it run absolutely in a fantastic manner. Tune it up so it's running efficient. A and E heating and cooling at 616-516-8579. Call and ask about the Eric Zane Show special. With that, you will save 0% on any work done on your home. You have my promise and my guarantee of that. Mention my name when you call Senor Martinez. And just remember the magic words. Tu madre es una puta. Do not say those things when you go to Sarah Honda Granville. Test drive a new Honda today. The 2023s are there waiting for you to test drive them. You're going to fall in love with one of these cars. Oh, my God. Financing there, of course, the best financing through Honda Credit. Or buy it with cash i don't care it's up to you if you got money sarah honda granville they are on kenawa just north of 44th street michigan's number one honda dealer no one comes close they're number one for a reason uh their service to the customer is impeccable um mention my name when you go there please at sarah honda granville okay it is time for the asshole of the day Yesterday's asshole of the day, it was a group, the bail project for springing psychopaths who hurt people. Danny Glover, uh, who else? Richard Branson. And who was the third one? There was one more in that group. Oh, John Legend. Jesus. Today's asshole the other day, or asshole of the day, Okay, I know what it is. I got it. I got it right here. If Tim is still listening, Tim Kuyper, can you make me, please, another one of these asshole of the day signs? This one's seen better days. And could you put the TC paintball logo on it? I know it's asking a lot. 
I love you. I'll give you a T-shirt or something. I don't know. The asshole of the day is uh, South Southwest Airlines. Get your shit together, you fucking dumbasses. All right. That's going to do it. Asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. Thank you, folks, for being part of this show. Uh, episode number 971. Oh, my God. Barreling our way towards a thousand, a thousand episodes. Uh, tentatively, I have a 1030 start time for Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia on Patreon. Sign up if you want to catch all the action. Have a good one, folks. Thank you, and bye-bye. Thank you.